Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Walters Wanderings Travel Podcast. My name is Scott Walters, and I'm your host, of course. With me today will be author Susana Perez. She'll be joining us in just a second after I mention to you the promotion that goes along with this podcast, and that is if you book a trip to South America with Walters Wanderings Travel, and there's plenty of great places to go to there, um, don't be fooled by imitations. South America is really wonderful, and the seasons are opposite. So if it's cold up in the Northland, you can go get some warmth in the South there. Yeah. Um, and basically, you're only a, a time zone away, so it's not like big jet lag issues or anything like that. So it's not like going to Europe or to Asia. So if you do that, we'll get you a discount on your trip. Um, we'll get you $50 off a four-day trip, but you know you want to stay for seven, so we'll make it $100 off a seven-day trip to South America. So there you have it. That's my promotion. And with me today is Susana Perez. She is an author. She is a book coach, and uh, she started out her life in South America. So I guess let's start at the beginning, Susana. First of all, thank you for being on the podcast, and and give us your background uh, You know, from South America to Utah. It's got to be an interesting story. Thank you so much for uh, the introduction, Scott. I appreciate uh, being here. Um, so yeah, there was a, there's actually a story behind that. Um, I was born in, in Uruguay. Um, it's between Argentina and Brazil. For those who are not familiar, we have a coast. The one who doesn't have a coast is Paraguay. So um, I came from there and ended up in Utah, the USA. Um, the reason being is because I became a member of the Mormon Church or the LDS Church or Latter-day Saints. It's a long name. <laughs> and uh, I think there's only two reasons to come to Utah. Either you love to ski or you're a Mormon. <laughs> well, we can have the three, which could be a job or, you know, the housing market. But anymore, this that's not a thing anymore. Every, everything is expensive. But back then, I don't know. I don't know how to ski. There was no, there's no snow in Uruguay. And yeah, I was a Mormon. So I, that's what brought me here. Fast forward to the present, you know, I don't identify myself as a Mormon anymore. So um, there's a lot of things behind that. And um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a divorce. I, you know, I have kids, and you know, I'm 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 a single mom of three kids, and um, okay. Anyways, you're gonna edit, right? Oh, don't worry about it. Keep on going. <laughs> I, I I I like the I conversation. Really in nature. So 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 you, you you land in Utah now. Um, the journey from South America to Utah. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, did, was it just one single plane ride? I mean, what did you bring? Yeah, with you? No, you know? So two or three. So my my ex-husband, he flew in here 10 days before he got an apartment, got a job. And then we, you know, we got a visa, uh, you know, along before that. And then uh, he sent the money so we can pay for the tickets because they're not cheap. And uh, yeah, there were there was one plane, one trip to Sao Paulo, Brazil another one to Dallas, Texas, and another one to Salt Lake City, Utah. And so is you and the three kids coming at one at one time? So uh, two kids at that time, the third one came afterward. Okay, so so basically you're there going through these airports with two little kids in tow. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and that's always a challenge, right? Barely speak, I barely spoke in English. Like I have a few, I knew how to say a few words, you know? And I had a 10 month old baby and a two year old. And back then, I don't even know if it was a thing, but I remember I had a leash thing type thing with sure. a vest. I remember that. Like I am not losing a child. No, in not airport. in the airport like Dallas or Worth. No, I, I understand. I, you I, know, I, I, I fully support the use of those uh, uh, items in places such as that. I mean, obviously, th- there's a context for everything, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, to to have your child, uh, you know, tethered for for lack of a better term is is probably a good safety thing too because mm-hmm. we all know that children tend to be distractible and and there you have it i get it i understand yeah. trying so you, to grab all the you know the ticket the passport the kids the luggage and it's like oh yeah i, I don't even yeah, know how i, I made it in one piece <laughs> I, I, I get it. I get it. Then, because you were doing the, uh, you know, the, the luggage maybe didn't go directly to Salt Lake, so you know you had to find it uh, at some baggage carousel. So I understand fully. It's a, it, it's it's a process. There's no doubt. Um, right. Uh, and right. Uh, you know, so you get to Utah, and then um, you start. Now, how did you start the book writing and book coaching? So journey? when I got here, uh, the first little while, the first maybe a year. Uh, I was a stay-at-home mom because, you know, I we had the kids, we had a low income because my husband was working in a production place, like with vegetables and, you know, fruits and all that. Right. You know, mm-hmm. um, like produce. And then, you know, lim- the income was limited. And then you're thinking childcare versus a job. And so we started, but I eventually started working because, and we found, you know, we made friends. They watched our kids. You know, the Latino community. We be we became part of the Latino community here of immigrants, and we kind of build a network and kind of support each other. And uh, so we had, a, you know, childcare and all that. So I started working in doing production work because you know I didn't speak the language. I didn't have a GD. I didn't have a career. Um, Two years later, I ended up getting a divorce, um, and that was like a big ordeal because I was by myself with two kids and in a different country with no family support, but I decided to stay because I thought my children need to be close to both parents, not just one. So so every winter, I tell my kids, the only reason I'm here <laughs> is because, because of, you. of you guys. <laughs> That's right. Let, lay a little. Lay a little well, let's little put some guilt. some guilt in there in the recipe. Let's put some guilt in the food here. There's some food, but remember. <laughs> well, like I say, sometimes you sometimes you have to go ahead and you have to, you know, give, give your kids these uh, not so subtle reminders that you know there, there's a reason for their existence. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I understand that. I, I I have three teenagers, so I, I've lived that reality. Oh, bless your heart. Yeah. So my boys are adults now. They're 24 and 22. And then my daughter that came from a second marriage, um, she's uh, 16 going on 30. <laughs> right. We understand how that goes. So she's and, uh, high school left. So and then, and then she'll be off to college and you'll right. be, again, empty nested, which is probably... Mm-hmm. You know, then maybe you maybe you'll move, maybe you won't. You know, that'll be yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 
I was thinking maybe Florida, but then I was like, never mind. <laughs> oh, after 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 Ian, well, you know, every place has its um, you know, uh, pros and cons, and obviously a con of Florida is the fact that there you know are the the occasional hurricane that rolls through. So, but you know, I, I can listen. I can under I can understand any trepidation for for moving somewhere new. But you you made a big move from South America to Utah. You know, I know, we, and and I guess I get, I, I still have a, uh, I get a little PTSD of thinking, oh my gosh, immigrating again, even though it's a different state, it's just a whole new rebooting yourself, you know, just. But I don't know, so I'm still thinking. It's, it's um, you know, it's a, like a love hate relationship, you know. I understand. No, I get it. Now, uh, to book writing, obviously, you know, you come you come to America with very limited English. But now you're a, a, an author and you're a, a book coach. Yeah, and I write in English. Go figure. <laughs> how, 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 does, how does that happen? So, so for many years, I was trying to, you know, improve my income, improve my English, because I have to provide for my kids. Uh, the marriage to my daughter's dad didn't last. It lasted less than a year. So I had to provide for my three kids. And I, again, no family support and things like that. So um, my son, the one in the middle, um, he's 22 now, he developed type 1 diabetes. So he became insulin dependent at the age of 11. So that kind of shook my world. And I was like, I need to have a job that allows me to take care of my kids and still provide for my family. So that that's, that's a struggle right there. And, uh, and I was thinking, well, what am I going to do? And I kind of went for the safe option. So I started a cleaning business because I thought those businesses always, so, uh, you know, if you're a good at what you do, of course, sorry, customer service and all that, provide a good service. Those businesses always grow. It doesn't matter whether there's a recession, it doesn't matter anything, they always grow. So I started a cleaning business and I had that for seven years. Well, you know, clean, uh, cleaning houses, I met a lot of people. And one lady that I met, I was like, what is it that you do? Because I always saw that she was working from home or she was traveling around the country going to different conferences. And she also was a single mom. She has three kids, kids herself. And I was like, what do you do? And then she told me i'm a book coach and i was like what is that and then she says i help people write and publish books and i was like wow there's a job like that hmm. people pay you for that and she's like yeah they do and then you know working we became friends and working with her and then she says i mean maybe anybody can write a book she says even you can write a book and i was like what am i gonna write about you know i'm thinking i'm not i'm just you know, a simple person. I don't have a great story. I thought, what am I going to, what can I teach all the people? And she says, you have a successful cleaning business. So why don't you teach that? And I was like, you know what? She's right. I can teach somebody how to start a cleaning business and be successful with my eyes closed. You know what I mean? Because that's what I was doing. Right. Sure. So that's how, hold on. I should be more prepared. Sorry. <laughs> so where's this? English version. Okay, I also have the English version, but this is uh, how to start your cleaning business and make money in a week. So I made it in English and Spanish. I think I, ha I have it here somewhere in my pile. 
So I published that book and it, it shows you, you know, things like kind of, kind of uniform you need, what kind of contract do you need, what kind of cleaning supplies you need, what, what things can you do to make your service different, you know, to than other people. And, uh, and then of course it has, you know, um, information like if they want to call me or not call me, I'm sorry, email me if they want more information or, I mean, just to help. I wasn't thinking, you know, I'm going to be rich from this book. You know, there's like supplies, lists on what I use, what I like and things like that. So I was excited. I was like, this is so much fun. You know, so this this lady, she we did a trade because I have a limited income. So I we traded services. She helped me with uh, with the book, and there I was a published author. And I was like, wow, I would love to do this for other people. But you know, to start a business, any business, you need income. You need the time to invest on growing and learning and everything. And I was like, I don't have that right now the time to do it. Because I still had three kids in the, ho- in the house. I still had to provide. So it, like, it was in the back of my mind. And then um, 2020 happened, you know? And I was like... Oh, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> I was like, you know what? The, the world is going to end. So I may as well do it now if I want to do it. So two, uh, 2020 happened. And um, I hired a business coach. And I published two more books. Uh, that year one that it was um how to i'm sorry um how to start a business during the pandemic so it all became about businesses that you can start work from home uh, and the funny thing is that i because of my type of personality i always do research about you know i want to learn about something i do all the research it doesn't mean that i'm going to use it but it's you know it's there so i had like files of like how to start uh I don't know, like, uh, for, for example, a candle business, how to start a bre- dog breeding business, how to start, I mean, all these random things. And I'm like, guess what? I have a book there <laughs> because I can give sure, it I it. to mm-hmm. people on how to start different businesses from home, you know, to have a different, like a supportive income or to have, you know, another career. And then I wrote another book that... Um, it was called how to. I'm sorry. It wasn't. It was called write it already. It, it was a book that to overcome procrastination and write the book that you want to write. That you mean, you know, you know how people are. They've been trying to write a book oh, for sure. years. Mm-hmm. So I published those two books in 2020, and then I hired another coach, a book coach, and he, because I wanted to learn how to make it a bestseller, not just a book. Because when you write a book, people are like, "Oh, you write a you write a book. That's so cool." Okay, that's it. I mean, they're happy for you, but that's it. But once you become a bestseller, they're like, wait, 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 what? They're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Tell me again what kind of book you wrote. What is it about? I want to find out more. So people pay attention to you and people pay you. And we'll talk about that in a minute. <clears throat> so I, I hired this coach on how to learn to learn how to write a bestseller. And then going through the process, I was like, oh, write a book. I can, I've done it before. I wrote three books already. I can write a book. That's just fine. And then he says, well, it's not just a book. You're going to write a book about yourself. And I was like, what do you mean? So he's, he's like, no, you, you have a story. You need to tell your story. 
And then I was like, okay, fine, I'll do it. So I sat down thinking I'm going to talk about my coming to America story, you know, the whys and the hows and everything else. But when I sat down to write, the story that was coming up was my the generational abuse that my family endured from my grandma to my mom, from my mom to me, and how I decided to end that and not pass that along to my kids. But it didn't come. I mean, it was coming out, but it was a mess. I was like having a panic attacks. I was, I was like, I'm going to go. I didn't want to get up from bed. I was like, I was a mess. And I spent like two weeks that I didn't remember when was the last time I showered. I mean, I'm just, I'm just being honest. Right. You have those events. You're like, oh. So I called my, my medical insurance and I was like, can you find me a, a therapist in my area that is the new patients? And so I made an appointment and I went to the appointment and, and you know how they are. So tell me what brought you in today. And I'm like, well, I hired this book coach. I paid him already and I had to write this stupid book. So I need you to help me to get, to deal with this crap. So I can write the book because I'm not going to get my money back. And I guess she was surprised because I'm just like, Oh, okay, that doesn't happen that often. That no, I'm sure it was that. the first time occurrence you know, for her. And uh, so we, you know, I was a patient, I guess, for about six months. And we were able to kind of sort things out, talk about it. And she explained to me what was going on and why things, you know, came up to me. And when you think you have dealt, there's some people, you know, a lot of people when they come and talk to me about a memoir they're like oh i already dealt with whatever issue was it right my husband's abuse or my the cheating or my childhood or whatever but my experience as a book coach helping people write memoirs is that when you write it it's another set of feelings that are coming up another set of events that you were not familiar with or you're seeing things in a different light and you need support and i tell my clients i'm not a therapist i'm not a coach i like a life coach i'm not <laughs> so you will need support along this process because writing a memoir you know it's going to be hard you're going to bring those things up again and i you know i don't have the skills to help people with that i i, no, I, I of course and nor, nor should you really right so, so basically when you do your book coaching, you're actually coaching people to write their own memoirs, not maybe like a nonfiction, you know, how-to book. Like the, I your do, personal. actually. So let me, sorry, maybe I should have bring my books up here or the books that I help people write. <laughs> sorry. This is my how to start a business during the pandemic book. And... Um, so I do have, um, I do have memoirs. Okay, so for example, a stay strong book that is overcome suicidal thoughts and get the life you always wanted by Michael Vanderplas. The Year of the Rat is about the mother of a, a son who survived the rat landworm disease. Uh, the Sin of Dancing in the Rain. Oh, sorry, that was from K. Howe. And this is uh, the scene of Dancing in the Rain. Uh, this woman is magnificent. She's a veteran. She's a survivor of a hurricane, of 
the Radlan wound disease as well. <laughs> I mean, many, many things. Uh, this is uh, from Aurita Maldonado. So these are the memoirs, but I also um, help people will, with nonfiction how-to books. For example, we have a yoga book about uh, yoga beyond the physical by Crystal Borup that it teaches you, you know, everything about yoga. We have Dating Sucks, How Do I Do This Again by Sarah Glenn. <laughs> so that was kind of nonfiction slash memoir. Um, sorry. And this is... Uh, so those are the ones that I've held, and the, but this is the one, uh, Waking Up From My American Dream, um, this is the one that tells a story about coming to America and the whys and the hows, but then discovering that I have all this luggage, that baggage that I brought with me from Uruguay that is not in the physical form, but an actual, you know, emotional baggage that I need to unpack. And that's what I did when I when I wrote this book. And this one, it became a number one Amazon bestseller. And sorry, then we have, I have other ones. Um, the Butterfly Experiment, How to Heal and Transform Your Life by Annette Weston. That's a how-to book, the ne next level. The Step-by-Step -step Guide to Your uh, Small Business Operation by Desiree, uh, Desiree Martinez-Shaw. Awakening the Healing of Your Soul, uh, Discover Your Intuitive Gifts, connect with, connect with Your Soul, Guys, Heal Your Soul by Amy Winsett. So I do have a big selections of how-to books. And what a how-to books means is that you, you're a professional, for example. You know, there's many examples here. And then you're going to teach your reader a skill, how to do something. But you're not going to overwhelm them with a 300-page book with everything that you know about the topic, with all the solutions that you have. You're going to walk them through the process in a very easy way, and you're going to give them one solution to the problem that they have. For example, how to lose weight, how to learn how to fly a kite, how to, you know, how to fix your credit, how to... There's so many things. Right. How, how to find the perfect vacation. I get it. Right. I, right. I right. And then, but you, you're you not going to put everything you know in a book because people are going to be overwhelmed and they're going to be like, oh my gosh. You That's know? true. And then, and then again, you're, you're, you know, you're, 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 maybe you're giving away more information than you need to also. Exactly. Exactly. I understand that. So, so ask a question. Oh, yes. when, when, you, when you found out that you were number one on Amazon, what was your reaction to that? At first, I was like, I, I couldn't, I was like, is it really? <laughs> is it really number one? And I kept refreshing the page, and it was saying number one. And I hit number one to seven or eight uh, categories. And I was like, looking at, sorry, I didn't read my own book, so I don't even know where I put the one, the last one. That's all right. Um, the last one that I published um, earlier this month also became a number one bestseller. Oh, I think it was on so you have more than one Amazon bestseller. Yes. You've yes. Ha you've helped others. Any of your uh, any of the books you have uh, coached have have they become number one also? So you have a box of this book, but <laughs> I was moving things around early. <laughs> so this is a step up and stand out. Publish a book and become the authority in your market. This is where I teach people 
how a book can make them, you know, be the difference, you know, in the market and and be the expert. So tell Again, me, it's less than a hundred pages, and it tells you, you know, how I do it. And every one of my authors have become Amazon bestsellers number one on you know several categories, and the categories are relevant to you know, what they... What right, they obviously, do. someone, if I, if I were to write a book about, you know, finding the perfect vacation, I'd be number one in travel. I wouldn't be number one in fiction or science fiction. I understand. Right, right, right. So how do how do people get in touch with you? So um, my website is thebestsellermaker.com or you can Google uh, or put on Facebook Susana Perez. And I know there's 20 millions of us. <laughs> well, you're you're spelled a little differently. So you're S U S A N A, and yeah. But while there might be a few out there, there there are less of that spelling than there are some of the other spellings that, that people might be accustomed to. Right. But uh, if you put Susanna author on I'm Google, sorry. I'm sure you'll come up first. Oh yeah, the- and you can find it on Amazon. You can find my name. You can put Susanna Perez books, and then there's gonna be all my books. Sure. Um, so that's how we get in touch with you. So. Um, now, how long is the process of from from beginning to end with a committed author? Because obviously some authors aren't so committed to right. doing the deed in, in, in a prompt way. But if you have a, if you have a committed author, how long does it take from the, the first meeting, say, to the to the day of publishing? So generally it takes between three and six months because, you know, the different things, commitment, and also the kind of books. For example, a memoir takes longer because there's more editing uh, that needs to be done than a how-to book. A how-to book is a, is a recipe. You're telling somebody, this is what it is, and this is what we do here, this is what we do next. And then um, a memoir has storytelling, and also you have to have, you know, the the beginning, the climax, the conclusion, the all right. The, you know, there are more moving in a memoir, be it one that's fictionalized or, or one that isn't. My mm-hmm. mother's a writer, so I know I know from that process. Oh, she, cool. So she she's done uh, most of, most all of her books have been in fiction. Um, she's you know so, but uh, you know she does a lot of romance and mystery things. So oh, that is awesome. I have no clue clue how to do fiction. I had yeah. people to reach out to me like I want to work with you. I'm like. I'm not the right person. I don't know no, anything about fiction. Is entirely different. Fiction is an entirely different animal than, than oh, non-fiction. Yeah. And yeah. it's an entirely different animal than, than the how-to book. So, I mean, it's just... Yeah, exactly. I was like, I have three no three idea. Three different genres. But basically, they're, they're like, you know, three different genres of books. You have your kind of how-to, factual, you know, get-it-done book. Then you have your, you know, memoir, your biographies, and then such like that, which are generally, you know, considered to be nonfiction. And then you have your fiction stuff, you know, so it's like that. And uh, there you go. And but uh, I always... Uh, I always tell people that I've been trying to to write a nonfiction book since I was like eleven. I was I was thinking, okay, there's a plane crash. I'm lost in a forest. That I was eleven when I was trying to write this book. I'm 44 now. I'm still stuck in the forest because I don't know what to do next. Well, just remember, remember when you're stuck in the forest. Once you're once you're more than halfway in, you're on your way out. So that's all I can tell you about that. All right, Susana Perez, I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast today. And a reminder to all the people out there listening, 
Um, do be aware that if you do book a trip to South America with Walter's Wanderings Travel, we will go ahead and give you a big fat $50 off if you book for four days or more. But we all know that if you want to go for more than uh, four days, like seven days or more, we'll get you $100 off a trip to South America. There's plenty of great places to see. Um, and I'm sure that uh, we could hook you up and get you going uh, and having a great vacation. And Susanna, thank you so much for being on board. This is the Walter's Wanderings Travel Podcast, and we'll catch you with another.